Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tonight, you've got Game 3, a very important uh, backs-against-the-wall type of Game 3 for the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, joining us now on the uh, Schneider Orange Hotline, our uh, Radio.com Sports NBA insider, Ryan McDonough. Insider calls brought to you by Pennzoil. Pennzoil Motor Oils made from natural gas. The proof is in the Pennzoil. Ryan, how you doing? Bill, I'm doing great. Always good to be on with you. It is, uh, well, I guess we're not doing so great right now as Bucks fans. So uh, if you're looking at this game three from the Bucks perspective, you tell me what you're thinking if you're a, a GM walking on talking to a head coach right now. Yeah, I think on Milwaukee's side, you know, obviously you got to give it your best shot tonight. They're, they're down 0-2. As you know, Bill, no team in NBA history has ever come back from an 0-3 deficit in a series. So to some extent tonight is the season for the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, I liked how they looked in Game 2 compared to Game 1. I think Eric Bledsoe returning to the lineup helped Milwaukee to some extent, especially with them pushing the pace and pushing the tempo. Uh, the biggest question I have going into this game, Bill, is – can Mike Budenholzer on the sideline for the Bucks find another way to create shots offensively? Uh, as you know, most of the shots come from three guys with Bledsoe back in the lineup, and that is Giannis, Bledsoe, and Chris Middleton. Uh, can somebody else step up and, and create shots? Um, because I think Miami is able to key in on those three guys. And then defensively, um, is, is Milwaukee going to make any adjustments to slow down the Miami Heat? Uh, as you know, Bill has scored 114 and 115 points, excuse me, 115 and 116 points in the first two games of this series. That's the question that everybody's asking, and it seems to be something where um, I don't want to say it's angering fans, but fans are kind of looking at this going, hey, Coach Bud, are you going to do anything? We watched what Nick Nurse did last night, and then he said he drew something from a Hubie Brown video back in 2008, ran the play, and it was for Siakam, but it worked out anyway. And and so you're wondering, you know, because Coach Bud just keeps saying, well, we're going to do what we do. And I don't know necessarily that uh, against this particular team who has just a better matchup with you for whatever reason, that what you do is working. I mean, obviously it's not. So, you know, is that where you judge a, judge a head coach, you know, by, the, by what they do in the postseason afterwards? Well, I think ultimately once you get to a certain level as a head coach or an executive, you are judged by postseason success or lack thereof. And, uh, yeah, there are a lot of questions that Milwaukee has to answer tonight. Uh, Bill, I understand what Mike Budenholzer is saying, but I'll disagree with him on one point. Um, they are defending Miami differently than they usually defend teams, and here's what I mean by that. Uh, as you know, the Milwaukee Bucks are a great rim-protecting team collectively. They're the best rim-protecting team in the league, and that's a big part of the reason they had by far the best defensive rating in the league in the regular season. Uh, they also have some of the best individual rim-protectors in the league, including the Lopez Twins, and then in particular, 
particular, Giannis, who statistically was the best. And I bring it up, Bill, because watching the first two games of this series, I think the Bucks have adjusted their defense. They're more extended now on the perimeter. Uh, it seems like that was a conscious adjustment by Mike Budenholzer and his staff to try to take away some of the great shooters on Miami's side, like Duncan Robinson and Tyler Harrow and then Kelly Olynyk coming off the bench. Uh, so I, I disagree. I, I don't think this is what the Bucks have done all year. I think it's slightly different than the, what they've done all year. And as we mentioned, the Heat two games in a row have scored, you know, 100 and. 15, 116 points. So whatever Milwaukee's done this far hasn't worked. Now the question and the thing that keeps coaches up at night, Bill, is should they keep trying to do what they have done and do it better, or should they try to do something different tonight in Game 3? And I'll be fascinated to see what Coach Bud and his staff decide on the Milwaukee sideline. Yeah, that's the interesting thing is some are saying, like, look, go with your lineup, go with what got you there, and make them come to you. But what you're saying is is when you've got shooters and you've got bench players and guys that are coming in and they're hitting beyond the arc, you got to extend your defense. you got to get out there and get hands in their faces. The one thing that I noticed is when you change up to adjust to them, it seems to me, and I talked a little bit about this last night with Sidney Moncrief, that that some of the communication has been a little bit erroneous in the fact that they are doing a lot of screening and trying to get guys open and and basically taking shots off the ball coming out of the screen and the Bucks have not adjusted to some of the screens very well. They have got two guys stuck on the screener and you're leaving the shooter wide open and therefore you're just kind of leaping at guys to throw a hand up in their face. Have you noticed that at all? Yeah, that's a good point, Bill. And it's important to keep in mind what the Bucks try to do defensively, at least historically. Last year and this year, since Mike Budenholzer arrived in Milwaukee, and they've had an incredible run of team success, being the best team in the regular season now for two years in a row. Their base defense, their first thought, Bill, is protect the rim at all costs. So what does that mean? That means blocking shots. That means verticality at the rim. That means taking charges. And their calculation is that over the course of a seven-game series in particular, that an opponent will not make enough three point shots to beat them because they're not going to get much easy at the rim and and again through the first two games I've seen a little bit of shift in that it seems like they are more concerned about Miami shooters they are more extended uh, defensively as you know Miami has a lot of options and weapons and uh, I think sometimes Bill these teams that aren't star dominated or a little bit more difficult to game plan because uh, you know Jimmy Butler's going to have the ball to some extent for the Heat you know Goran Dragic is as well but they have a lot of different options and weapons guys you know Bill contrast that with a team like um, the Houston Rockets who we'll see tonight in game one against the Lakers. You know the ball is going to be primarily in James Harden's hands, and if he doesn't have it, Westbrook has it. Uh, Miami's a lot more balanced than that, which I think makes it more difficult to defend for the Milwaukee Bucks. Talking with Ryan McDonough, Radio.com Sports NBA insider, former Phoenix Suns GM as well. The one thing the Bucks are not good at, and that's half court. Uh, they're a team that plays defensively, gets the ball in transition, gets up and down the floor, and that's the way they build their leads, and they feel good about it, and then their defense gets generated off the energy of that offense after the fact. But when it comes to slowing things down and playing a half-court game, they're not great. Um, so you tell me, because Giannis is getting the ball, they're, they're basically creating a three-man front. He's not dribbling through it. He's had some success in game two, not in game one. So what do you do? Do you start drawing up plays at this point and changing your offense? or you know What do you look for offensively tonight? Because everybody thinks Giannis is going to bust out for 30. Middleton's going to bust out for 30. But to me, their bench has been really solid, and and now it's not. In the bubble, it hasn't been, and they've relied a lot upon them. Maybe you get them more involved. What do you think you do? 
Bill, I think it all starts on the defensive end. Uh, when I watched game one, in the first quarter of game one, Milwaukee scored 40 points, and it was a very fast up-and-down game. And I said, good, this is, this is in the Bucks' favor. This is the way they want to play. And then after that, game one really slowed down. Miami clamped down defensively. They made it a possession-by-possession game. And, and Milwaukee only scored 64 points in the final three quarters combined in game one. Uh, so the Heat won that one, 115-104. Uh, and I bring it up because there are silver linings for the Bucks and, and their fans. This series is certainly not not over uh, because in game two I thought a big part of this was Eric Bledsoe's return to the starting lineup and the fact that he is their tempo setter he pushes the pace uh, and gets them in transition they play faster when Bledsoe is in the lineup than when he's off the court bill so uh, I saw a better tempo you know as far as pushing the ball from Milwaukee in game three but uh, it's hard to push the tempo especially against a very well coached very disciplined Miami Heat team led by Eric Spolstra bill when you're taking the ball out of the net after the opponent scores so I think Milwaukee has to get stops they have to try to force some turnovers defensively and then that leads out in transition uh, because, as you know, they're one of the best transition teams in the league, and they have the most unstoppable transition player in the league in the MVP, Giannis Adetokounmpo. Uh, real quick before I let you go, how much has the narrative changed for top seeds and such when really you're just playing in a neutral site bubble? I think it's a big advantage to the lower seeds, and that's why you know, I, I've said on your show and, and on Scallon Pals and other Radio.com appearances that it levels the playing field. W- would the Miami Heat be up 2-0 if the first game, two games of this series were played in your backyard in the Fiserv Forum? I, I personally think not, um, but that's the case. So I, I think it, it's a disadvantage to the number one seeds like the Bucks and the Lakers and an advantage to the lower seeds like the Miami Heat. Great stuff as always, Ryan. I certainly appreciate it, and uh, hopefully we're not talking about this series ending too soon, and uh, maybe the Bucks will get back in and climb back into this thing. We'll get you back on, okay? I think that's going to happen, Bill, and either way, always great to be on with you. I appreciate it so much, Ryan. We'll talk to you soon. There you go. Ryan McDonald, Radio.com Sports NBA Insider, former Phoenix Suns GM, joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years they've been getting it done. Call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. His appearance brought to you by Pennzoil, made with natural gas. The proof is in the Pennzoil. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.